amazing, great story. I love it. But there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger story here too, right? I mean, let's talk about you guys started the the the, the you know the path, and all of a sudden, fifteen hundred institutions later, now what are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, now it's in the trillions of dollars, and you know, once the major players kind of bought into it. Uh, you know, the larger institutions. I mean, uh, I'm also proud to say that the state of Maine was the first state in the nation to divest. So it's really interesting that Unity was the first college, Maine was the first state, um, and in, now some of the major uh, universities. I, I think for the longest time, it, to your point, um, there was a couple of confounding issues. One was the fear of loss of return. And I think um, the more colleges went in, more people know investment is just that. Um, the, I think the other piece was there was a lot of bad information that once you decided to divest, you somehow were under pressure to divest all of your stocks immediately. Welcome to the Environmental Transformation Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders, climate champions, and sustainability professionals who are making an impact in their businesses today. Each leader is solving complex challenges and providing solutions within their respective areas of expertise. And here's our host, Sean Grady. Hey, ET Nation, if you're looking to obtain CEUs or certification maintenance points to maintain that credential you have, well, go to my website at www.seankgrady.com and check out our training page. For just $10, you can watch an episode, take a quiz, and receive a certificate of listening and earn one CEU or CMP. It doesn't get any easier than this, and you get to choose the topics you want to see. I'd also like to give a shout out to the five contestants who won the ET Nation t-shirt giveaway for celebration of Earth Day. Scott Wisher, Raman Rafiki, Vinny Kashi, Bruce McConnell, and Richard Cartwright. Thanks for listening, guys, and being part of ET Nation and representing the program. If you would like to obtain a t-shirt yourself, go to the website and check out our gear page. And you can see the types of uh, shirts we have for sale. Um, anyways, go to the website at www.seankgrady.com and check out for yourself. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Environmental Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Grady. And today's guest is Malik Corey. Dr. Malik Corey is the president of Unity College. He's been there for the past uh, 11 years, and we're excited to talk with him about Uni Unity College being America's environmental college. Hey, Malik, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. Uh, pleasure to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad to talk with you and, and learn more about Unity College. And, you know, Unity College is located in uh, Maine. And uh, let's see, it's in, uh, let me see, what was the town there called again? New, new uh, Gloucester? We have multiple locations. We have yep. uh, uh, in uh, Unity itself, in New Gloucester, in Thorndike, in um, uh, Moose River, and online. Okay. I love it. Online. It's good. Hybrid's a, a new way of doing things. We've kind of, since the pandemic, everybody's gone to a hybrid model. So I'm glad you guys are there too. So, well, before we jump in, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Dr. Corey, and, and what you've been doing uh, and what, you know, what you, how you got involved with uh, becoming the president of uh, Unity College. Absolutely. I actually started Unity College and I've uh, performed multiple roles and uh, when my predecessor uh, announced his retirement, mm -hmm. um, the college was going through a metamorphosis of kind of, I'm sure you've heard, a lot of small private colleges that don't have major endowments uh, have been trying to find their footing in this new world. And I was asked by the board of uh, trustees if I could help transform our mission uh, to you know, be more accessible, more affordable uh, to more people. Um, um, out there in the, in, in the great wide world. And, um, you know, with the fact that everything around us, um, <laughs> every job, every career impacts the environment in some way. Sure. Um, it was a, ch a, a worthy challenge I was happy to take on. Well, that's great. Um, well, tell us, how did Unity College become America's environmental college? Because sure. I, when I saw that, I was like, huh, okay. 
You know, Unity College has always been a maverick in being in uh, a first at many things. Um, you know, it was actually founded in 1965 as an entrepreneurial college. Okay. Um, and as the story goes, it was uh, uh, back in when um, the interstate was being built and it kind of bypassed uh, the, you know, the town. And they were like, so what are we going to do as an economic driver? But very quickly in the, uh, in the, you know, in mid seventies, as the climate crisis, uh, you know, really became a, a scientific issue of our time, mm -hmm. uh, the faculty staff and trustees at the time says, you know, how we differentiate ourselves from the rest of the world. We've always been an institution that has focused on, you know, what what is called considered today green careers. How do we really differentiate ourselves from the other kind of more uh, traditional liberal arts colleges that, uh, you know, kind of really focus on just basically everything? Uh -huh. And so, you know, the community back then really said, you know, we are a school that really focuses on biology. We really focus on conservation. We really mm -hmm. focus on 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 really um, trying to solve the climate uh, uh, issues of our time. Let that be our niche. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the the concept of America's environmental college was born, and then uh, over uh, a number of about twenty years, that then evolved also into incorporating sustainability science as the uh, as the kind of the core element in incorporating and building out our curriculum. So it was really a a no brainer for the for the college looking at where the world is going and our place in it. Well, that's really great because you know, I, of course, I went to. Um... IUPUI, uh, Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis, and uh, I majored in biology and, and I love my earth sciences. And, uh, you know, that's really kind of drew me into the environmental field, uh, you know, as a young graduate. And uh, I started out uh, working for the state of Indiana Environmental Agency. And I love that, you know, I love the environmental focus that I, that I received in college. But to have, you know, a college like yourself, primarily focusing on environmental studies, that is impressive because I don't think there's a lot of schools that says, hey, this is our niche and this is what we're doing. This is what we're all about. Absolutely. I think, you know, in many ways, um, the fact that many in academia still see the environmental science as a, a niche or a program you can elect into or as a value added, I, I, I believe is a bit of a misnomer. I mean, think about an industry. Uh, that does not involve the environment, whether it's nursing or technology oh, sure. or, and the like. So, you know, one of the ways that I explain this uh, um, is that, you know, the, the liberal arts, you know, was invented by the Greeks, as you know. It was um, militarized by the Romans and it was um, democratized by the Americans. But the the idea that the environmental sciences, how we engage with this one planet that we live in, is somehow on the side or some department in the corner doesn't make sense to me and most people who work at Unity because it has to be kind of baked into the very fabric of general education, the core curriculum, regardless of the field. And that's, I think, has been our, our mission is to kind of graduate more environmentally aware, sustainability-minded uh, um, um, professionals, regardless of which field they go into. Right, right. No, I mean... So when I looked uh, look at your website and I was kind of doing a little op-ed research here for this interview, I said, you know, I wonder how many undergraduate and master's degrees do you guys offer? So, you know, give me a little flavor. Let the listeners know what type of uh, undergraduate and master's degrees do you guys offer at Unity College? Absolutely. All of our uh, programs, graduate, undergraduate, micro-credentials, certificates, associate degrees, all are kind of live in the environmental science world and sustainability. Uh, you know, some of our larger programs are like marine biology, animal behavior, conservation law and um, conserv sorry, conservation law enforcement, uh, sustainable business management with different focuses. Uh, just to name a few, you know, we have a you know a little under twenty programs, and and you know I'm really looking forward to the fact actually that we are launching our first um, vet tech program this fall in our Technical Institute for Environmental Professions, which is our our uh, subsidiary that does predominantly two year degrees, and then we're also going to be launching environmental engineering in our distance education program. Oh. So we're we're constantly evolving um, into you know looking at what are the uh, careers that the uh, kind of the green economy is going towards. Oh, well, I mean, you know, 
you'd have to be sleeping under a rock to know that uh, not to notice all the uh, the new you know focus on sustainability and and circular economy and and climate change and and addressing you know zero net carbon uh, you know, industries are really adopting and and really driving now sustainability into all their programs as they you know, manufacture and operate. Uh, from from my vantage point, being in the uh, you know professional services world, you know we're helping clients do a lot of these things. Uh, it is the way of the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. you know, this is going to be driving the industry for the next twenty to thirty years easily. Uh, with uh, you know new uh, new uh, you know young professionals need to come into the, uh, the 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 workforce and help help you know industry you know meet these expectations and and they need trained individuals and this is what you guys are doing. Absolutely, I mean, I, I you know I, like I mentioned earlier, I think the the concept of how any organization, corporation, or foundation impacts the environment and economy. Um, the, uh, uh, if you're graduating, regardless of the field, and you don't have a grasp, even a tertiary grasp of how those three elements, you know, kind of um, are, are symbiotic, if you will. Yeah, I think interconnected. Doing the service. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, um, well, so do you guys offer some online programs for, you know, actual current professionals that are in the actual uh, workforce that need to skill up, you know, and, and, and you know, basically become better uh, familiar with different types of, uh, you know, technology or, or topics, things like that? What, tell us, talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Uh, when we designed uh, this kind of new enterprise model, if you will, one of the things that we wanted to make sure was that we really focused on differentiated audiences using differentiated um, uh, pedagogies. And we know that the adult market, if you will, uh, working professionals, second career folks, placebound folks can't always kind of do the residential. Mm-hmm. So one of the um, um, subsidiaries that we have is called distance education, and it's all online. There are no res- um no residential expectations. Instead, our faculty and staff and instructional designers work with students to incorporate their local ecology within the fabric of their uh, uh, experience. And so, uh, you know, we offer micro credentials, we offer workforce development, we offer certificates, we'll be offering um, associate's degrees uh, coming this uh, fall. And then, of course, our baccalaureate programs ranging from sustainable business to um, uh, environmental justice. So, uh, our distance education program is the best suited, if you will, uh, to support the working adult who might be place bound or who needs a level of flexibility in their curriculum that might not be um, best suited for a semester approach where you have to take five classes uh, to, to qualify for federal uh, and state aid. Well, that's good to know because there's a lot of professionals that are out there that are, you know, struggling to skill up. I mean, like, for instance, you may be working in, say, health and safety or environmental space, and now all of a sudden sustainability becomes the focus and you just became the sustainability leader at your at your company. And, you know, you didn't know anything really about that in the past. Uh, and now you have to become, you know, versed, well-versed in, you know, uh, sustainability reporting and, and, and greenhouse gas calculations and a lot of things like that that professionals are struggling to skill up and you know if you've got programs like that that is great news and you know not only do we have programs like that but one of the upticks in our um, um, our students is the amount of folks who are taking um, our courses as non-degrees because they want that one course that really applies but they don't really need a degree because they already have one Mm -hmm. Um, we're also seeing an uptick in demand for um, non-degreed offerings for example we just partnered with the ocean conservancy in in um, in um, dc along with a few other companies where we are providing their workforce with um, basically uh, sustainability and leadership principles in working in the environment Uh, our model also allows us to partner with organizations and tailor curriculum, be they um, credit bearing or non-credit bearing specifically for their industry, which is actually much more valuable than simply saying, this is what we offer. Have your employees. uh, Well, I've got, I've got an opportunity I could discuss with you. So I belong to the Institute of Hazardous Material Managers and they, Mm -hmm. uh, they're they're a credentialing body and you can obtain your certificate of uh, say your hazardous material management or your dangerous goods management or your safety management, they have a student program that they are 
partnering with universities and colleges to basically uh, provide a student credential for somebody coming out of college. Immediately, they have a credential that they could put on their resume uh, when they enter the workforce. That hey, I'm a, a you know a student or an associate. I think they call it an associate type um, uh, certified hazardous material manager. And, and, mm-hmm. and you learn you know all the tenants of RECRA, you know DOT, all the various you know regulations. Uh, it's a fantastic program. If you've got some interest, I'd be able be happy to hook you up with uh, that that group and and uh, see if you've got some staff might want to help train some some young professionals in the hazardous waste management. That's a big circular economy you know com, you know component there. No, absolutely. I mean, we're always happy to partner with folks. You know, as you know, growth comes in. You build, you partner, and you acquire. So yeah. uh, partnerships are, are key. Uh, and you know, we we now actually work with four companies where we do their employee workforce development for non-credit bearing trainings as they are beginning to see the value of having their employees have a basic certification or and micro credentials. You know, we also partnered with Credly to allow us to give some of uh, our partners the ability to kind of. Um, have the micro credential on their websites, on their LinkedIn pages, and the like, as a new, as a differentiated way to for employees and students to show their competencies. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, and and you know, I think it's a big. Uh, it is a differentiator for a student to come in and say, "Well, I've got this credential. I'm not just you know just have a bachelor degree and that's it." You know, so that's that's really great. This episode is sponsored by PACE, people advancing science to protect our environment and improve our health. PACE provides an unmatched depth and breadth of testing and analytical capabilities along with professional services for your in-house lab needs. They have the expertise, capacity, and delivery infrastructure to provide the certified results you require when and where you need them. With over 40 years of innovation, more than 500 certifications and accreditations, PACE is serving customers through over 100 lab and service center locations with mobile lab, on-site, and emergency response service options available. At PACE, they honor their commitments so you can honor yours. The next time you are presented with environmental testing and analytical needs, turn to PACE. To learn more, go to www.pacelabs.com. That's www.pacelabs.com. Well, you know, Unity Colleges, you know, you've got this enterprise, which I believe is kind of like the operations, the business management of the enterprise there at Unity College. But how does it support sustainable education, you know, the business unit and and their objectives? Absolutely. I mean, we had designed, um, you know, what we found uh, when we started is that most uh, colleges our size, traditionally, historically, small private colleges, you know, we've got one business model, right? Mm-hmm. A residential program. And anything that we want to do is kind of adds a burden to the to the folks who already have a full uh, plate. And in many cases, those particular folks tend to have an expertise in a certain type of education, which tends to be more the traditional kind of freshman transfer residential approach. So we came up with the enterprise model. It's very similar to if you are a, a public school, a system office, or you know, uh, if you are um, um, a corporation, a corporate headquarters, if you will, kind of like centralized services in human resources, budget, quality control, assessment, right. etc. That 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 allows for fractional uh, kind of support for different subsidiaries that can focus with their own faculty, their own staff, their own PLL, and not have to compromise across the board. Uh So our enterprise model supports uh, currently four distinct subsidiaries. It supports distance education, Uh and distance education is really focused around asynchronous online place-bound adult students. That is who they cater to. That Uh is who the instructional designers, the faculty, that is the pedagogical approach. We have what we call hybrid learning, which is your more high residency program that allows for expeditions, residential, et cetera, and allows students to take both face-to-face or online based on their needs. And that they tend to focus more on your more traditional freshman and transfer. Uh-huh. Um, we have the Technical Institute for Environmental Professions that's launching this fall, and they'll be focused specifically on associate degrees and, uh, uh, and certificates 
uh, at a very differentiated price point designed around regional workforce development in the areas of green careers. For example, we'll be launching vet tech, we'll be launching data analytics for environmental professions, because we're seeing that as a really key That uh, is a big one right now. I was going to touch on that one. We will touch on that one later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then finally, we have uh, uh, sustainable ventures. Um, uh, the School of Business and Sustainable Ventures, which really focuses on the concept of low residency and, you know, this idea that those who can do also teach. So we have a working lodge uh, up in Moose River. We have a farm in Thorndike. We have an event center up at Unity, a, a campus store. So think of it in the traditional sense as an auxiliary, but also as an opportunity to really lend itself to um, providing kind of the non-credit bearing uh, um, arm of the college. All of those uh, are allowed to operate independently through our decentralized functions. And then they all are supported by the enterprise for centralized uh, functions. And then we can add and subtract subsidiaries as new markets uh, and new pedagogies develop. Uh, that's great. No, I really like it. That's good. Um, well, it looks like you've got the core system there for support established. Well, that's really great. And you've got these four uh, region or four groups, uh, business units that are helping drive the uh, the, the educational engine there. Um, you know, one of the things that caught my eye as I was kind of perusing your, your website was the, um, you know, you guys were the first institution of higher education to divest $18 million of your endowment from fossil fuels. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's get into that. What, you know, that must've been a serious conversation with the, the leadership there to make that decision. Uh, you know, because quite frankly, you got, you got some, you know, revenue, you got money there you're trying to maintain and you got to keep growing the, you know, the investment and keep funding the college and, you know, wrong moves might uh, have some impact and, you know, talk about, you know, all that behind the scenes, if you could a little bit and, and what went into being the first college to do this, because this is pretty, pretty impressive. Absolutely. I mean, I'm very proud to say that we are celebrating our 10 year anniversary of divesting our endowment from fossil fuels this uh, uh, this fall. Actually, back then it was 12 and a half million. It's now grown to 18 and a half. Uh, OK, um, but as America's environmental college, um, I mean, somebody had to lead the way. And, you know, unlike many colleges or what you see in the news where there seemed to have been a lot of contention around decisions like this, it was actually pretty straightforward. My predecessor uh, gets the full credit for making this decision. I don't want to take that away from him. Um, and, you know, he partnered with 350.org. And the idea was, you know, how can we not um, divest? And, you know, the... The, the issues that we had was less about the decision and more of the implementation plan, because back then there was no fossil fuel free portfolio. Mm -hmm. So right. for us, um, making the decision um, was actually uh, supported at all levels, students, faculty, staff, trustees. The, the the real conversation was how. How are you going to get and, there yeah, and, and do it in a financial way that you're going to still be successful at, you know, getting a return on your investment. Exactly. And that was the bigger <laughs> concern, right? Is that, um, you know, if we do this, are we going to, you know, what, what is the, uh, what's the likelihood we're going to lose what, uh, you know, what precious endowment we do have? I'm very proud to say that over the last 10 years, we have performed at or better than the index. Um, and, you know, the, the board of trustees back then said, you know, we can sacrifice one or two percentage points to do the right thing. And we, it ended up not being quite the, the, the sacrifice. Um, the key was the implementation plan. The board of trustees created an investment committee, as you can imagine, um, worked with a, um, investment firm because we sure. didn't have expertise. Yeah. And back then the investment firm said there is no fossil fuel free index. And so the first list that uh, the college created was that honestly, this uh, they created a list of 200, you know, the top 200 fossil fuel free companies that says we won't invest in those. But that's really how we started. And mm -hmm. uh, the investment firm was willing to work with us because they saw that somebody had to be the first. And then um, we gave ourselves three years to fully divest because one of the misnomers with the investment decisions is people assume the day you divest, you just got to throw your stocks out the window. No, things have to come to maturity and the like. We were able to do that in about a year. So we didn't have to take the three years. 
And um, in you know, the rest is history, as they say. That is amazing. I mean, it's funny uh, this this you know topic came up. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie or the show Billions, but yes. uh, recently I was watching an episode, and 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 they are trying to help uh, a, a university divest. I don't know if you saw this episode. I, but watched, I remember the episode. I was yeah. laughing when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching it and, and then this came up and, you know, they're trying to make this decision to divest and things like that. And and then I read your your uh, your website that you did this. I was like, oh, wow, this is so like, you know, you know, deja vu or serendipitous that this this topic came up that I was watching, you know, that there's a lot of institutions really trying to you know, make this decision just like you guys did uh, to divest, to make, you know, basically put your money where your mouth is. You know, you're really trying to make an impact in the environment. You you want to support, you know, you know, companies that are doing it the right way. You want to help reduce, you know, climate change and things like that. And you guys did it. Amazing. Great story. I love it. But there's a, there's a bigger, there's a bigger story here too, right? I mean, let's talk about you guys started the, 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 the you know, the path and all of a sudden 1500 institutions later, now, what are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, now it's in the trillions of dollars. And, you know, once the major players kind of bought into it, uh, you know, the larger institutions, I mean, uh, I'm also proud to say that the state of Maine was the first state in the nation to divest. So it's really interesting that Unity was the first college, Maine was the first state, um, and in, now some of the major uh, universities. I, I think for the longest time, it, to your point, um, there was a couple of confounding issues. One was the fear of loss of return. And I think um, the more colleges went in, more people know investment is just that. Um, the I think the other piece was there was a lot of bad information that once you decided to divest, you somehow were under pressure to divest all of your stocks immediately. Uh -huh. And so, you know, over the last uh, uh, ten years, my predecessor, myself, we've spoken to student uh, to student populations, uh, CFOs, colleges, trustees, and. We've said, you know, make the decision, stop digging the hole, and then create an implementation plan that works best for your portfolio based with your financial uh, advisors and your investment firms. Because if you have a stock, for example, that doesn't mature or a bond that doesn't mature for three years and you make the decision today, all that means is once it's mature, don't reinvest it in fossil fuels, reinvest it in, in the right approach. We have to stop digging. And I think those misnomers, that fear of the unknown, um, you know, it, it, it's funny. Now it's almost business as usual, but uh, somebody had to be first. And if Unity College over the next 150 years gets remembered that it made it okay for the big players to have a roadmap with which they can be more comfortable in, then I think that was a decision well made. And yes, it was only 12 and a half million. Well, but I mean, for us, it was everything. Well, it was everything. I mean, that was, you know, in your small college, you know, that endowment needed to last, it needed to help you grow. And, and you guys were putting your neck on the line to, to make this work. And, and it did. And then all of a sudden, now you've got major institutions. Um, I saw this chart on on your website that showed the other institutions and them contributing, and you've got you know Stanford and Yale and Harvard. I mean, these guys are holding like fifty some billion dollars in, in endowment. I'm sitting there going, that's where the big money is, and these guys have you know divested, and that's where the thirty nine trillion dollars is adding up over time right. with all these institutions. There's some big hitters in here. Uh, you know, what does it feel like to be, you know, that leader of that pack that, you know, started it all? I mean, if you were to ask all of the employees, trustees, uh, it's pride, right? It's But, but honestly, I think uh, at the end of the day, it was the right thing to do, right? It, it ha I think that somebody was going to have to make that decision. And I and I'm glad that my predecessor and the board of trustees and the community back then were brave enough to make that decision. But no matter what happens, um, uh, Unity College has cemented its name in in kind of the, the the climate century, if you will, that we started this revolution. And it it was peaceful. It was positive. It was uh, well planned, and we made it okay 
for the big players 10 years later to, to have the courage to follow suit. Uh, I always joke with my board, wouldn't it be nice if every college that decided to divest since then gave us a, a little bit of a royalty? But, um, you know. <laughs> just take, a, you know, maybe one of those billions you know, off just, of Harvard, you'd you know, be just fine. <laughs> just round up and send it our way. But in all uh, seriousness. We um, want to we build a couple more business units for the enterprise. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, I honestly say that um, that group of folks were in the right time in the right place, made the right decision, and we should always be proud of them. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I'll bet you may be thinking, how can I level up and advance my career? If you want to get that promotion, increase your regulatory knowledge, gain professional recognition, and earn more money, then it's time to obtain an industry credential from the Institute of Hazardous Material Management. The IHMM offers eight credentials that are ANSI approved for students, experienced, skilled employees without a degree, and for the degree professional looking to set themselves apart from the pack. Their credentials focus on three main areas, Certified Hazardous Material Manager, the CHMM, the Certified Dangerous Goods Professional, the CDGP, and the Certified Safety and Health Manager, the CSHM. If you become an IHMM credentialed professional, then you will be in the top 1% of your profession and your credential will have a global reach. Check out their programs they offer at www.ihmm.org. That's www.ihmm.org. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Well, that's really good to hear that, you know, you worked with a great investment company to help you kind of maintain and, and, and basically, you know, do, you know, outperform some of the previous uh, returns on investments for your endowment. And that made the decision so much easier. I can sure, I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, talk a little bit about Unity's support of uh, 350org.org uh, and, and as an ally to the fight against climate change, because I think there was a, a lot of support there. Um, and, and I saw a little YouTube clip from 350.org just recently. And, you know, they're really pushing for a, a global type uh, boots on the ground, grassroots support uh, of these types of changes. Absolutely. I mean, Unity College um, and 350.org, you know, it was a it was a match made in heaven, if you will, at the right time. 350.org back then was pushing this um, um, agenda quite strongly. And and when my predecessor, who was who was a climate change expert himself, um, met and they had this conversation, uh, 350.org was able to bring some legitimacy and some data to the table to partner with Unity College that gave us all the confidence to do it. So, um, you know, we are very proud of the work that they've done. We, we were glad that they were here uh, at the right time to help us. And it is a um, it's an organization that if you're seriously considering making this decision, uh, it, it's a great partner to talk to. Mm, that's good. Well, let's dig in a little bit on some new trends in the industry and i'm i'm front and center watching a lot of these things because you know uh, most people know I, I do environmental consulting and um, have for 20 years and data analytics is leading the way for you know evaluating environmental information whether that's sustainability climate change you know greenhouse gas all these kind of things Talk a little bit about, you know, how's Unity College helping train young and seasoned professionals in the learning you know, of these types of skills? Because it's going to be a valuable uh, skill to have. Absolutely. You know, historically, Unity College has always been a, a, an environmental science institution. And I say that quite deliberately because I think there are many out there who confuse environmental science with just environmentalism. Mm -hmm. And... I think that uh, while for, you know, in our 55 year history, we've done a really good job in the, uh, in, in incorporating within the fabric of our curriculum, um, you know, how to use data to make informed decisions, whether it's in statistics and biology and, and the like, the concept of data science as a standalone uh, um, subject matter is something that we, we recognize over the last few years that is missing in our curriculum portfolio we've also realized that it's not a bachelor's degree. 
So we are so we have data analytics incorporated within the fabric of our baccalaureate programs and our master's programs, but we are creating a data analytics for environmental professions in our associate degrees. We are also creating a certificate program and, and we'll also be creating non-credit micro-credentials because there are many people out there who already have baccalaureates, who already have uh, jobs that really need the skill set. Mm -hmm. and be able to provide it using our um, high flex, our competency-based, our distance education uh, pedagogy uh, will, will allow these folks to be able to take these uh, competencies will only help them because, you know, climate change, as you very well know, is a symptom of overpopulation, poor policy, lack of data in decision-making with agriculture with uh, energy and the like and what as a as an institution based in science if we can help folks in all areas uh of of, of the workforce get a certificate about how to use data to quantify and objectively and empirically document everything from energy use to uh um doing data analysis for incorporating you know um, um starting a new farm I think we, that is a very, very important piece that is evolving. And we are launching those programs this fall because um, it's not enough to just say, I'm graduating with a degree and I can I understand data, but really understanding that data science is a growing career field that is going to be in high demand, just like logistics will be as well. Yeah, I mean, it really is, uh, Malik, Malik uh, yeah. Malik, wow. I mean, the, we uh, we've got a lot of people who are coming into the industry and they are looking for uh, young professionals to already have some skills to be able to, you know, basically put together some some dashboards of, you know, for from a data analytics perspective and, and some run some, you know, trending analysis and, and having some visualizations, you know, at their fingertips to interpret the information they're trying to solve, you know, and understand. And I think that is a, a skill set that young professionals, if they come into the market with that in their, in their, you know, back pocket, they're going to be, um, they're going to start to, you know, become very quickly assets to that, any of those companies, you know. Absolutely. I mean, for example, at Unity College, we've always incorporated uh, GIS as part of our uh, Another, portfolio. another great, yep, yep. Another great te technology to, to know. <laughs> yeah, so 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 you're right. I mean, visual representation of data, understanding trend analysis, being able to create predictive modeling, being able to those I would say Unity College, our faculty have always been very good at incorporating that. But I think it's time we kind of supersize that. Mm -hmm. Um and and so your point, you know, um we need to stop looking at the environmental sciences and the issues of climate change as predominantly partisan political issues. It is a it is it is it is a problem that we have to solve using data and using science. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's if you get good data and good science, I mean, that's what people need. They need to be able to, to measure and monitor and track this information. And you need good you need good solutions. You need software. You need you know data analytics. You need this these tools and and professionals that come with uh, into the market with that those skills are going to be high valued uh, professionals. Did you know E-Tank is the only environmental rental equipment company in the industry that offers a 100% certified clean guarantee at no additional cost? Well, this gives customers the peace of mind knowing that container contents from the previous renter isn't going to cross-contaminate the contents of the current customer and potentially cause liability concerns. You know, E-Tank also provides a one-of-a-kind complete maintenance program for all its rental items, including liquid-tight roll-off containers, fluid transfer pumps, and filtration system components. To learn more about the types of containers and pumps E-Tank supplies, check out their website at www.etank.net. So the next time you are faced with an environmentally challenging project, give E-Tank a call to help solve your problem. It's just that easy. Another area, and I didn't have it on the, the list here, some questions I wanted to ask you, though, but another one that kind of came to mind was, you know, a business, a business degree. Uh, you know, there's a lot of professionals coming in the environmental space and, you know, running and managing business uh, as part of this process 
you know, of, of, you know, sustainability, or even if they go into consulting, I can tell you, <laughs> you almost have to have an MBA to manage businesses and, and invoices and, and clients. And, and without those skill sets as well, I mean, it's great to have the scientific understanding, but the, the, the business side is crucial for success of a lot of uh, professionals coming in. Where are you guys with, you know, business degree supports or, or, you know, associate business degree or minor or things like that with part of your education? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to your point, you know, if you the you know so the tenets of sustainability science, right, is uh, you know economy, ecology, and um, you know humanity, and and so we incorporated about five years ago sustainable business management, which mm-hmm. focuses on some very specific um, uh, industries. Because to your point, uh, you know the the the, the environment. Everything we do, whether you're you're selling textiles or you're running a hotel, right? You are um, managing a business. Interact- yeah, and you're in- interacting with the environment. Yeah, and so we launched a sustainable business uh, MBA. And so instead of it being an elective, it is kind of caked in to understanding the concept of differentiated economies and how you know uh, um, um, profits and P and L managing a P and L P and L balance sheets. Um, you know how do you track? Yeah. Um, uh, how do we change the conversation that somehow the envi- the environmental science and climate change does not somehow coexist with business? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the that's been the the biggest coup, if you will, that the climate change um, um, deniers have done is they've made it look like pro environment is anti business, yeah. which is really weird because it's, it's not. They go hand in hand, right? They go yeah, hand in hand. You, you've got to have a balance there, and I mean, you know, I, I I see that and live it every day, and and of course, you know, we're, we're I'm passionate about getting up and you know trying to help the environment but at the same time you know there's a business aspect to this too and you got to have some under, you know good understanding about it so it's good to see that you guys are incorporating those things into your uh, curriculum and those offerings because uh, it's a valued aspect um i will say you know one of uh, um most of our students as you can imagine are not taking the business major but they are taking the business concentrations they are taking the business electives because uh, it's amazing how many folks historically that I've spoken to have said, oh, I graduated from Unity College in your adventure program. I graduated, but then I realized that I needed to go back to school because I needed some basic business principles. So yeah. it became it became a no-brainer five years ago, the way that data analytics is now becoming a no-brainer. Now, one of my favorite sayings is no margin, no mission. Yeah. So if, even as a nonprofit, right? If, if yeah. um uh, whether the whether the funding comes from tuition, from grants, from gifts, from the federal or state government, if you don't have the right resources, then you can we can support students, and that that goes the same for any industry. That's right. That's right. You know, because there's so many you know professions like um, you know sustainability professionals. I, I don't know if you saw recently. You know, Deloitte just said they're investing you know one billion dollars in in, in uh, you know sustainability business. Well, Amazon to yeah, I mean uh, these guys are all business, you know, companies or or you know the accounting big the big accounting firms, KPMG, Deloitte, you know, PwC, um, you know, all of them, EY, they're 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 bringing in uh, sustainability and environmental you know aspects to the accounting world, business world. So absolutely, I mean, know. at the end of the day, it's it goes back to the to the to the. Um, uh, the fundamentals of a university or a college, right? You need to know how to think, how to read, how to write. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, the concept of ethics, the concept of of business, it, mm-hmm. it is, it is, you know, the future. While I do believe that uh, specialization is key, having a well balanced portfolio of education that makes you understand the relationship, you know, between, you know, people, profit, and planet. Uh, I think gives you a competitive advantage than if you think one is completely independent of the other two. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, let's talk a little bit about you know the Unity School of Environmental Business and St- Sustainability Ventures. Tell me a little bit about this McKee or yeah, the McKay Farms and Research Stations. Sure. Um, the McKay Farm and Research Station is part of a portfolio of sustainable businesses that uh, is, a, is in a number of locations we have across the state of Maine, and hopefully someday nationally and hopefully someday globally. So we've got the farm uh, that was donated to us, and we use it as a uh, commercial farm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we use it to promote sustainable practices. We use it 
for students to be able to do research on it uh, and the like. And it is a it is an auxiliary that we have that um, helps uh, our institution uh, along with um, Moose uh, Sky Lodge, which is a 150 acre lodge up in Moose River that is. Uh, we use as a lodge, but also a place for students to go uh, and study, uh, you know, um, um, hospitality, uh, wildlife, um, biology, and the like. So um, McKay Farm and Research Station is part of an ecosystem of small sustainable businesses that we have as we are trying to create a, a the idea that those who can do also teach. And our hope is to expand the portfolio of small sustainable enterprises that we have um, to to really kind of reflect a revenue generation, sorry, a revenue generating manifestation of our curriculum. Mm -hmm. So we uh, don't just teach it, we do it. Yeah, no, that's great. And you give you give uh, your students hands on, you know, practical application of learning uh, trades and skills. You know, I saw some of the the, the greenhouse uh, work you're doing, growing plants and feeding the community with some of the vegetables and things like that you're growing. I mean holistic approach. I'm sure you're doing composting and things like that. I mean, that's, that's all part of that whole regenerative type, uh, you know, farming. That's really cool. Um, and then, you know, are there any, are there any, you know, key programs that you're most proud of there, you know, at unity, you know, yeah, like, I mean, me uh, what is there not to be proud of? We are America's environmental college, and the fact that our entire curriculum, regardless of major, is you know the concept of sustainability science and the environment is baked in to 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 to, to you know kind of whatever the major is is um, is something that every president should have at their university. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I long for the day where in the days when it was writing across the curriculum and math across the curriculum, it's environmental sustainability across the curriculum. But yeah. I, you know, I'm proud of the of the of this new kind of non-standard model that has, that has really allowed our um, faculty and staff to kind of have these differentiated subsidiaries that allow to meet students where they are, keeping tuition down. I mean, we've been really leaning into this for just about three years now, and we've already seen our average age go up from 21 to about 30. Our multicultural enrollment from a 50-year history of about 8% to over 20. Um, the amount of students no longer taking alternative loans in order to get a degree because we're not uh, forcing everybody to have a residential program. It's up to them. So I'm proud of the model that, that we have built that really pushes accessibility and affordability, where one class at a time qualifies you for federal and state aid, allowing a differentiated uh, socioeconomic population to have access to environmental education instead of many environmental colleges sometimes are viewed as a little bit kind of like, you know, for a specific um, demog uh, demographics that isn't viewed by kind of mainstream population as legitimate green careers. So we're very, very proud um, of that. On a more uh, practical basis, I'm also proud of the fact that we have started to incorporate and, uh, and, and investing in R&D for XR into the fabric of our curriculum. So we know that the future graduates of Unity College are going to have to work in an augmented and a virtual uh, space. Um, and so we have a, a plan to incorporate 30% um, of our curriculum is going to have some sort of AR or VR element within oh, the curriculum wow. so that when they graduate, they have had that experience. The way Microsoft Word and PowerPoint um, was really cool in the 90s, the way Google Docs in the early 2000s, we think XR is the future. And any student who graduates with that competency is going to have an edge in the workforce in grad school or as an entrepreneur. And the, the, it's really been interesting. Uh, and if you go on our website, you'll see we. Uh, it's also really allowed the reduction of barrier to entry. You know, the medical field has used it where students get to, to work with animals and work with crime scene investigations in a much more affordable way than the more expensive kind of hands-on way, which has allowed us. Uh, I mean, you know, that, that, you know, the VR is so great because it gives you that ability to have the mental reps of understanding how to actually do something, even though you physically aren't doing it, but you're visually, you know, walking through the process. And, you know, I've got a client of mine who, um, they, uh, they, they do VR training of, of their, their, you know, operators on a yep. huge platform 
and they learn all the ins and outs of this design of this platform and the and it's designed exactly to the specifications of the real life size platform and they just go and do training on changing yes. out valves and and things like that and they get all those mental reps to know what to do and what to you know ex, you know what it's what it's like to experience that process um it, it's a pretty powerful process so I, I, it's Absolutely. really great that you should be doing that yeah, actually, it's been so positive, uh, the feedback we've gotten from students in incorporating this into our curriculum, that we are actually currently in a beta for our first uh, student commons. So that so we are going from the curricular aspect of XR to a co-curricular aspect of S uh, XR that we hope to launch next year to give our students, faculty, and staff a whole new world uh, to interact with, kind of learning from the gaming industry but also incorporating it into um, an, an, an educational world. So we are metering like solar farms and oceans and, and all the different kinds of vegetations and ecosystems that give students a preliminary access to interacting in a really interesting way, something that historically you only see in, in, in the gaming industry that we are trying to really incorporate into the educational platform. So Malik, tell me... Uh... How can what's the best way for listeners to learn more about Unity College and, and possibly enroll to uh, take some of these awesome courses that you're offering? Absolutely. Uh, the best way to get to us is just through our website, um, unity.edu, U-N-I-T-Y.edu. And our website will uh, self-guide you to our different subsidiaries, our different information, and uh, we'll be more than happy to chat with you, whether you are a student, a company looking for a partner to build you some workforce development, or a donor who um, would uh, like to help uh, you know, uh, students um, learn without the burden of having to pay heavy tuition. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> Malik, hey, thanks for coming on the show today. I mean, we learned a lot about Unity College and 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 all the things that you guys are doing. Um, I guess you know, I didn't, I didn't really, we didn't touch too much on faculty, but I'm assuming you've got a pretty good bench there at the at the school, and uh, I don't know how many you know, faculty you have, but. Uh, you know, that's uh, a big part of uh, being able to, de to deliver these uh, these uh, educational uh, offerings. So uh, I'm glad you guys have a, a good bench there. Um, well, we're going to get this out uh, next week. We'll push this out to make sure we promote it internally uh, and externally. We're going to put it on LinkedIn and Facebook and, and we'll uh, tag you guys. And then if you guys can do the same and share with your network, that'd be fantastic. And I uh, really appreciate you coming on and also leading the way for other universities to divest uh, out of fossil fuels and, and their endowments and, and you know, still be able to uh, make a profit and thrive. I love it. Uh, the pleasure was mine, sir. Thanks, Sean. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, giving us the opportunity to tell our story. Yeah, this is great. Well, I'm looking forward to some follow-up and feedback, and we'll stay in touch. Same here. Bye-bye. Yeah, Thank bye -bye. you, Sean. Bye-bye. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Malik Corey, for coming onto the show today. If you want to learn more about Unity College and the degree programs and certificates they offer, check out their website at www.unity.edu. We'll also put a link to their contact information on my website. To listen to future environmental transformation podcasts, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast networks, or better yet, from my website at www.seankgrady.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or the Environmental Transformation Podcast Facebook page. Well, if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. We'd also love to hear feedback from the ET Nation, so please leave a review uh, for me on my website and or on the Apple Podcast platform. Well, thanks for listening, and until next time, make a positive impact in someone's life today.